Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. People were asked about what accomplishments they have planned for the rest of 2022. Some are pretty simple, like cleaning out the garage. Okay. <laughs> for some, is a major accomplishment. <laughs> With only seven months left. Uh-huh. Better get to work. Uh, others have set their sights a, a tad higher. Um, almost half of all people asked uh, plan to take a vacation at some point this year. Although you hear about the nightmares at the airport with all the lineup delays. <laughs> yeah. Man, oh, man. Like this October, uh, Marie and I want to go somewhere for our uh, 30th wedding anniversary. And even now, I'm like, oh, man, I hope these problems are solved by then. Uh, well, I, I would hope so. I, I think it's you know, staffing issues at Katza. Mm. Uh, so it's the, you know, screening on your way through that's the that's the issue right now uh and that being said they're also you know if you might want to check your passport mm. and get that updated uh because i've heard horror stories as well of people who've waited you know nine ten weeks to get their passports oh, done. right right i think yeah i have to go back and look i don't even know where the hell they are um but uh I think we did like the ten year, yeah, well, just prior to COVID. Well, well, at people least we do. went to Italy, I think maybe. Well, and 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 there's the problem is it's a lot prior to COVID, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so two years have gone by, and you know, for those who may have taken a five year one, mm-hmm. <laughs> two years chunking off your passport. No, true. And I think they want you. You have to have it. You know, for some countries, six months out, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, we had a bit of situation like uh, with David when he went to Iceland. We were driving all over Durham that's trying right. to give him a 24-hour yeah. passport. I don't think that's possible anymore. Yeah, well, yeah. First of all, I saw a post a picture last night. They were camped outside the, the passport office in Scarborough. Wow. Yeah, This hour in the morning in the dark. Crazy. Um, other things we'd like to get back to doing, of course, attending a concert or a festival, going to a sporting event, attending a wedding. Many want to achieve life goals, um, like buying a new home. Good luck with that. Um, getting married, moving in with a significant other, getting pregnant or having a child. These are all accomplishments some would like to, uh, to see in 2022 or getting engaged. Many will be uh, attending a sequel wedding this year, which is uh, what we are apparently calling a second larger celebration planned by a couple Ah, who had a small pandemic wedding. Right. Sequel wedding. Interesting. Yeah. For the longest time, it's been very easy to to mock millennials. We do it. uh, Others do it. I I think it's become a, a hobby for many. But the millennials' uh, age range is is fairly vast, and so people in their mid to late thirties, up to about forty, elder millennials, right, uh, are sick and tired of the being dunked on and mocked for being a, a millennial, <laughs> and so they're uh, fighting back uh, with some of the things they they feel are false millennial stereotypes. Uh, the belief that millennials don't work hard. They claim we're the hardest working generation. We just got the short end of the stick. They say they've never eaten avocado toast. <laughs> <laughs> they're tired of being told they're always on their phones. They go, it's literally all the information in the world in your pocket. Of course you're going to be on your phone. Everybody who owns a phone from young to old is on it all right. the time. Yes. Not just millennials. Um, the overplayed millennials ruin such and such a thing. Things millennials actually killed and are still trying to kill homophobia, sexism, racism, 
not talking about mental health. You know all that stuff from the good old days. Right, yes. You know, they are doing some some very good things. And, and as much as woke is kind of a, a dirty word now, um, and I don't even know if that's within the millennials. So it might be uh, the next one, whatever the one below them is. What's the... What would are my kids millennials? Uh, yeah, there's millennials, then there's Gen Z, right? Okay. Is that what it is? Yeah, I get uh, I get lost and confused in all of that. Well, that's probably because I'm a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> Am I a boomer? No, I don't think I'm a boomer yet. I'm a I'm a. Would I be a, a Gen X? Perhaps. Right. I have to look that up. Right. Uh, I could not pay for university with my summer jobs. Of course, university t- is a lot more expensive. Of course, boomers will say, oh, I don't know, when I went to school, I paid for it through uh, summer work. You uh-huh. know? But that's when university cost $800 a semester. <laughs> uh, millennials, elder millennials, are tired of being told they don't have any DIY skills. A lot of them say, I've been building things my entire life. And now I've bought an older person's home, and I'm fixing up all their shortcuts, mistakes, and laziness. Yeah, I'll go with that. I'll agree with that. I think a lot of uh, people of that age now, that millennial age group in the 30s and 40s, who are buying their first houses are fixing it up. Mm. Some of them doing it themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think some of the knock on it has been that it's all got to be done right away. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> like, right. You know, if they buy a fixer upper and, and, and TV could be a part of the problem here. Those mm-hmm. home renovation shows that show you, you know, if a home's fixed in a week, mm-hmm. right? That, okay, I can't possibly live in this for a year in the condition that I bought it in. It's mm-hmm. got to be fixed and done before I move into it. Yeah. And I, and I think it's because what we've, what we've mocked them for is that they've come out of mom and dad's pristine home and they, they can't, they, or they forget that it took maybe mom and dad 25 years to get it to that shape, you know, right. but I think, and, and I fall under this camp. I, I don't blame millennials necessarily. They've also been raised that way. It's all they've seen. My boys, uh, now in their, you know, twenties, when we moved into this house here, they didn't hear me saying, Oh, I got to save X amount of thousands of dollars to do a reno. It just went on the line of credit and it happened. Yeah. And so they've only ever seen two cars in the driveway and vacations. And whereas one generation before me, so I guess my parents, I always heard about saving and putting money aside and we can't put in that fence or do the driveway till we save the money right we don't save for anything anymore. <laughs> no <you know? laughs> it was beaten into me that i was the reason we were broke <laughs> oh we would have a new tv craig if we didn't have to feed you every day older elderly millennials are tired of being called snowflakes they say baby boomers can't hear the word boomer without screaming bloody murder, and they can't handle being told they might be wrong about anything without throwing a fit. Huh. And yet, the millennials are considered the snowflake. Interesting, right? And and and, and it's interesting to hear millennials kind of hitting back at the the older generation mm-hmm. too. When really, you know, that that whole you know, bubble parenting could be started by them mm-hmm. in the sense that yeah, we we've. Always, uh, you know, try to do one up uh, our own parents Mm -hmm. in how we think and protect our kids from having to hear conversations about how much we owe money Mm -hmm. and things like that. Whereas you're right, uh, you know, my parents drove it into me. I guess it depends on how your parents treated you Mm -hmm. uh, in in your upbringing or treated money in those talks about savings. 
Uh, and finally, uh, elderly millennials say they hate the stereotype that all we do is complain about boomers and blame them for all our problems. Hmm. Yeah, there's always that ongoing. It's it's, it's really become. I, well, I guess the one thing millennials have done is the OK Boomer thing. Right. You know, that that little game, which seems to have uh, sputtered out. But it was a, it was a saying. And, and any time there was anything. Uh, you know, that was a, a reference to something older. Ageism, a, right. Okay, Boomer. You know, you heard that a lot. I'm going to talk about uh, how we can uh, save some money. You know, uh, things are very expensive. Gas certainly going up more and more all the time. And yesterday, it was funny, I was uh, was listening to some guy sharing tips on how you can uh, save your gas and, you know, save some money and little tricks in driving and things you should do so that you're... Uh, not burning through your gas as quickly and plan your day and don't be taking so many, you know, uh, stop and starts and going to the grocery store for one thing and this type of thing. Really kind of organize your day so you're not in the car a lot. And of course, the big thing was to, uh, lay off the gas pedal a bit and you know, pull it back five, ten kilometers. Right. Uh, that'll really help quite a bit. And as I'm listening to this, I'm just getting onto the 401 where I immediately have to punch it to a buck thirty. <laughs> Or I'm going to get wiped out by every other car coming up behind me. So nobody seems to uh, to care once they we grumble at the pump, right? And then we get in our car and we still drive uh, like we're uh, in the Indy 500. Anyhow, you're supposed to really pull it back. But there's other things we can do to save a few bucks. So if the gas is going up, the trick is you know try to find a balance, right? For example, maybe you got too many sus- subscriptions, like all the streaming stuff you're paying for. Right. Maybe you can get rid of one of those. Maybe you even have like, uh, you know, on, online subscriptions for newspapers or magazines that you're not necessarily reading every month that you uh-huh. once, once paid for. Uh, lucky this one is, uh, this one's right up your alley. Sales items you don't need. The next time you're tempted, wait a day. The initial excitement will wear off and you'll thank yourself. I wonder though, like for those who, who shop a lot, especially shop online, whether or not you'll start to see the difference in pricing or whether shipping costs will go up. You'll see less of the free shipping options. Uh, I think it has to. Like, yeah, you know, you're thinking, look, look at things like Amazon that get delivered all the time. You know, the amount that they must be paying extra as gas has doubled mm-hmm. since that took off in the pandemic. Yeah. You'll be, uh, you'll be a little, uh, more hesitant to order that pump. Right. Next time. Although if it's coming with free shipping, you know, better than going to travel to get it yourself, I oh, guess. Oh, no, right? for sure. Yeah. Yeah, this is the type of thing that will probably sting the uh, the malls and the brick-and-mortar stores even more because, yeah, right, people just stay home. Uh, ATM uh, fees, of course, we all know that. You should stick with your own branch, your know, right. bank. That way you're not paying. Food waste. This one always drives me insane. Up to 40% of our food never gets eaten. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable how much gets thrown out. And overbuying and then trusting the best before dates too much both play a role. You know, we're so quick to bail on something that's a day old. Yeah. Extended warranties, you usually, they're usually not worth it. You're better off putting the money in emergency savings for unexpected expenses. Get a lot of those. You, 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 get, you get, paid, a lot, you, get a lot of those. No, I get a lot of those unexpected expenses. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we didn't take the extended warranty. That's right. Uh, overpaying for insurance. Well, certainly I learned that. You can uh, shop around. It's just so much. It's, it's such a pain. It's like calling your television provider to try to get a better deal. Right. It just, it's just, well, I might as well scratch off six hours this afternoon. Yeah. But the, the problem is, and, and it is, it is frustrating 
especially because you got to go through whatever their dialing service and their answering machines and tones in order to get to finally a person yeah. to talk to. And it could be a, like a 45-minute wait. But then you you chop off 50 bucks and you realize, okay. And, and, and we tend to think of things on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. And when we hear it on a yearly basis, it staggers us, mm-hmm. right? You know, you think, oh, man, that Netflix subscription for 20 bucks, yeah, it's not all that bad. And you think, well, that's 240 bucks a year. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, crap, am I really getting the use out of it? Yeah, you know, how I balance that, though, is I'll weigh that against other bills. So right. I'll go, well, I, I pay two, you know, 240 a month for hydro or right. whatever. And what am I getting out of that except lights? <laughs> that's right. What are we paying for this heat for? Yeah, who needs it? Get a coat. Um, overpaying on insurance, as just mentioned, credit card interest. Of course, we all know this, but what are you going to do? Fees and interest cost the average household about a thousand bucks a month. Right. Uh, so what can you do? Well, you could take a, a loan with a lower interest rate or a line of credit. You can uh-huh. use a lo- lower rate than a, than a credit card will be. Uh, we have tried, and this has worked so far for us. Um, we've been doing it for well over a year, and I never operated like this in the past. But we got a, a visa. It's a passport visa, so you get the points for travel. Though I don't think we're going anywhere yet for a while. But we use the visa for everything, yeah. and then pay it off at the end of every month. I never, I never did that. I only ever used visa for expenses over and above right. you know, what I what I was doing day to day. But uh, so yeah. I, I've been doing that for years with like either cash back or right. or something like that. You know, those types of cards takes me a while to catch on, lucky. Right. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a I think I've been telling you about that for years. I'm a slow learn. But uh, the, the problem with using the visa on everything is it really tracks all. Oh, yeah. You, know, so you realize like, all the useless expenses you oh, have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I call them necessities. Yeah, sure. Uh, groceries, LCBO, LCBO, <laughs> groceries, LCBO, LCBO, <laughs> groceries, gas, LCBO, LCBO. <laughs> LCBO. A public speaking expert says there are uh, words and phrases that you shouldn't be using at work, or people that you work with will think you're immature, which, of course, could have a legit negative effect on your career. Using things like filler words, when you're always saying, um, ah, like, you know, and other fillers, it can be a problem. Doing it once in a while, of course, is natural, but if you're using them so much, people notice the pattern, that's bad. Uh, Business jargon, using business cliches like, Circle back and bandwidth and synergy. Mm. All make you look a little douchey. Okay. Aside, so if you're giving a presentation or speaking at a meeting, straying off topic too much comes off as unprofessional. <laughs> Between the ums and ahs and that. <laughs> I guess you could label this morning show unprofessional. Yeah, sure. Uh, hedging words. You want to seem reasonable and not offend people, but when you hedge your opinions with words like kind of, I guess, just, or even I think, it shows a lack of confidence and maturity. Okay. Beware of that if you got to make any presentations. And people in the office found uh, that people who show off their wealth and social status in their clothing seem less cooperative and willing to collaborate with others. So you're less likely to be a team player if you're showing up to work in designer gear, mm. brand labels, you know, this type of thing. Interesting. Your fancy, fancy stuff. Uh, people uh, in an experiment were more likely to want the modest and neutral people to join their team and were more likely to dismiss the others as wealthy and less caring of others. Mm. Entitled, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, if we have people in our lives who have been successful... 
you know, there's always a, a bit of a hint of jealousy to them. I mean, in some senses, you're, you know, happy for them. Mm. And congrats, congratulations to them. But if they flaunt it, mm. you know, you got a guy who like always has to tell you about his investments and how well he's doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he struck it on everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it's kind of like the gambling story. And me, I know gambling. And you don't hear a lot about the losses. No, sir. Right? Oh, no. But but if all they can tell you every time is like how much they've made on this and that, mm. you know, especially if they work in the same industry as you, you yeah. can, you're going to say, all right, that's enough. Well, you know, and it's fine. you got to read a room, right? It's fine if there's two dudes who uh, are worth $10 billion each. Right. They want to swing their dicks at each other. Go ahead. <laughs> but, you know, when one guy's got $10 billion and you've got $10. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a little. And there's also those people, and I've always appreciated the people who are stinking rich and you'd never know it. You know, right. um, my my buddy growing up, his his dad was very much that way. He was an electrician. He owned an electrical company. He did very very well for himself. You would never know it. His wife, on the other hand, always looked like she just stepped out of a fashion magazine. <laughs> and, and sometimes I think, and I every personality and every person is different, but. Those who come from a lot of money and have only ever known money sometimes are a little cooler about it than those who have just right. fallen into it. Yeah. Because it's a whole new thing, right? And you want to let everybody know, hey, look how well I've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll never know that, personally. <laughs> I've come to the realization. But I, I was always very smart about this, I think, because I, I've always assumed that if good things came my way, then terrific, great things came my way. But I always set myself up for the fact that they probably weren't. Right, yes. So, like, when Marie and I were first engaged, we would drive around, like, nice neighbors. You see nice homes. I'd, I'd say, look, see that house, Maria? See it? Look at it, because you're never going to live in it. <laughs> if one day we did... That's great. But you don't take somebody around and go, oh, look at that 17,000 square foot home. One day maybe we can. No, chances are you'll never have that. If you really reach, you might get to Bridal Road in Oshawa. (laughs) Not Bridal Path. No. No. Just before the news at uh, 630, Lucky and I were mentioning this uh, YouTuber, a very popular guy named Mark Rober. Yeah, Mark Rober. And it's one of the few YouTube videos I can watch with my kids. He's a former, I think, NASA aerospace engineer. Oh, okay. Like, but he's gone to making YouTube videos with like fun things. Like the squirrel obstacle course was like amazing. And he was just kind of testing out the squirrels in his backyard and how far they'd go to jump, uh, for, for different nuts and seeds and stuff. And then he did, uh, one for porch pirates, which was this glitter bomb mm. with it complete with like cameras and cell phone videos. He could talk to them, uh, had stink bombs as a part of it. Mm-hmm. And, and so you saw these people unpackaging this stink bomb and it was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. I saw that one. I think, uh, it was pretty popular. It went viral for sure. Yeah. Well, his, newest video he decided to pull some mean but harmless pranks on a group that truly deserve it scammers oh he and his team worked with an ex-scammer and got him hired by a call center in india alone a lot of effort right they got him hired by this call center in india so he could uh, plant pranks uh, and devices in the office Took 18 months to plan, and it went very well. Holy cow. Here's what he did. They uh, planted a water bottle filled with military-grade fart spray in the office. (laughs) (laughs) 
They left special soap in the bathroom to dye people's hands blue. They left a box of Viagra in there as well with the boss's name printed on it. Wow. Uh, they also smuggled a micro-fogger into the office to fill it with smoke and a lunchbox full of cockroaches rigged so they'd run out and scatter all oh. at once. All of the pranks happened back-to-back on the same day, and Mark's team hacked into the company's security cameras so they could get it all on video. It might have actually done some good. All the scam centers in India heard about it and got paranoid more pranks were coming, so they shut down for several days. <laughs> Based on revenue, Mark says he stopped them from stealing about two million from people. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And now imagine the amount of phone calls he's going to get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he and his friends also did stuff from afar, like hacking a social network with 57,000 scammers downloading their contacting info and giving it to police. He says he's on a mission to shut down all skull, uh, scam call centers. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Good on him. So we'll have to look that up on, uh, on YouTube. And uh, I like the idea of the uh, fart spray. <laughs> where does one where does one purchase military style fart spray? Well, I make it. <laughs> rock mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky, Lucky. ninety four nine The Rock.